Welcome to the Sigma Femme podcast. We're so honored to have you here and want to thank you for choosing to step up your life and business while being unapologetically you. The Sigma Femme is neither a leader nor a follower. She is committed to living her life, her way. She has charisma and unstoppable power like no other. Let's expand the Sigma Femme community together. Now here's your host, Hayley Forbes. Welcome to the Sigma Femme podcast. I am Hayley Forbes for those of you who don't know me and this is the very first official episode inside this podcast. I thought there was no better way to start than by sharing my story. For those of you who don't know, I am a business and money coach and I help other coaches and entrepreneurs scale their business to six and seven figure years in the most aligned, excited, successful and fun way. I also have another part of my business called the Certified Neurogetics Coaching Academy, where I train other people how to become coaches or how to get better results for their clients as a coach using my proven neurogetics framework. Becoming a coach changed my life. And the fact that I now get to train others, become a coach as well and help change not only their lives, but everyone they serve absolutely blows me away. The ripple effect that happens inside the coaching world is insane. Because when you work with a client to change their life, if their client's life changes and then their client's family, the people around them, there has been lots of work done to prove that when someone goes down the personal development journey, not only did their lives improve, but so does everyone else around them as well. The fact that I get to be a part of this industry is something that is so impactful and something that I am so grateful for every single day. Right now, I am sitting at my desk in my office. I've got a cup of green tea in my hand. The smell of burning sage is in the air. This is how I like to sit up for my day most days. And right now, I want to take you back on my journey of how I became part of this life-changing industry. I always knew that I wanted more from life. From a little girl, I just knew that there was something else. I just didn't know what that more was, right? I had this feeling that this isn't it. I grew up in an area that wasn't exactly great. I grew up in an area where any goals that you had were written off as unachievable dreams, Alcohol and drugs were the norm and the best that you could hope for was to one day make enough money to buy your ex-council house and work in a job that was quote-unquote tolerable. And I always rebelled against this idea. My friends and my family would always refer to me as living in Haley's world because I would dream big. I would talk about the kind of house I'd have when I grew up. I would talk about travelling the world, about buying new cars and having a big family, getting married and all of these kind of dreams may seem normal to a lot of people but to me and others around me at that time it wasn't the kind of life that you really strived for or believed was possible for you. Where I grew up the bare minimum was what was expected of you. The bare minimum was all that you could hope for. The fact that so many people were not even trying to live a life that they enjoyed blew me away. I knew what I wanted. 
I just didn't exactly know what that looked like. I knew it was more. I knew it was a life that woke me up feeling excited. I could see other people living their best life. I could see other people creating success. And I knew that that was possible for me, even when it didn't make sense to believe that that was possible. I knew it was more. It just wasn't something that was modelled to me. It wasn't something that I really had any right to believe in, other than this deep feeling inside my body. I would see my stepdad leave for work at 6am every single morning and then not get home until 6pm every single night. He would be working on the weekends to get overtime. And then as I grew up and grew into my teen years, I would look after my little sister so that my mum could go to work as well. She started working We were a family that needed to have multiple jobs, right? Mum and dad working. So my mum would go to work 4pm till 10pm and her and my stepdad were just passing ships. They were not happy living the life that they were living. The only escape that they had was on a Saturday night, they would have friends round. It'd be my friends come as well. My parents, my best friend's parents were, were friends and they would come round at the weekend and they would drink the night away. Right, alcohol was in abundance. I think it was the only thing that was, only to wake up and do it all again. Why? So that they could try and move up the ladder a tiny little bit, so that they could finally buy a house, right, in a slightly better area. We got a house, we moved out of a really, really, really rough area. It was a determination I seen in my mum. I remember we were walking back into our flat because it was a flat, it was a council flat. We had grew up there, it was a three bedroom flat and my mum had four children in there. And I remember one day we were walking home, I'm not sure where we had been, but we were walking home. And my little sister must have only been about three or four at the time. And she fell and there was smashed glass from alcohol bottles lying all across our path. In the garden next door, there was drug paraphernalia lying about the place. And I remember my mum made a decision right there and then that we need to get out of here. We need to get out of here. It needs to happen. We need our own house. So my stepdad was working extra. They'd done whatever they had to do to get us a house in a slightly better area. When we moved there, it was a mess. I think my mum had to spend like three days just cleaning the house and the bathrooms before we could even move in. So we got this house. Everybody was working so hard to make this possible for us, only for us to lose it again to the courts. So my mum and my stepdad split up. Things happened. The house was taken from us. I remember the day I got a call from my mum. I was at college by this time. I think I was only like 16, 17, and I got a call saying, Haley, we're getting thrown out the house today. You need to come home and get all your stuff together. They had came to the house and gave my mum till five o'clock that evening to get everything out and anything that was left would be left until the house got sold, which ended up being, I think, one or two months later down the line. So we spent that whole day grabbing everything out of the house that we could and dumping it all into our garden. We didn't have time to pack anything. We just needed to get it out of the house because they were locking up our house. Me, my mum, my three siblings ended up having to go into the homeless system. And at this exact same time, I was working a job that paid me £2.50 an hour at the local bus station cafe. 
and I was studying. So I was a couple of days at college, a couple of days at school, and I was studying for exams coming up. Fast forward a few years and some more low paid jobs, more college education. So I was working in a chip shop, working in a pub, doing more at college, studying more at college. And me turning 19, I had decided I wanted to become a pilot in the RAF. So at the time, we were actually living in something called a scatter flat, and that is a housing association, homeless accommodation. So that is where you are technically classed as homeless, but they put you up in a flat. So you're put up in a flat, none of the furniture is yours, and you have to stay there until they can try and find you a council home. Now, inside this accommodation, everything was blue. And I mean everything, the furniture, the carpets, the curtains, the bedding. It really is no wonder why I love pink so much now. Everything was blue, everything was old, everything was musty. I was at college at the time and I was studying social sciences. As I said, I was working two jobs, I was working in the local chip shop and the local pub. And then I was spending every minute I could drinking at the pub, right? So when I wasn't working in there, I was in there drinking. I was trying to escape my reality at that time and I was trying to fit in somewhere. I was living in a village that I didn't grow up in. They'd put us somewhere totally new. I was trying to fit in and I was trying to numb the pain of this life that I was living where I knew that I didn't belong, but circumstances had brought us here I was just trying to numb the pain and I was trying to bring in some fun and joy into my life the only possible out that I could see was signing up to something like the RAF my brother had chosen to sign up to the army I was like I'm going to sign up to the RAF and if you guys know me or follow me on social media you know that I do not do things by half so I wasn't just signing up to become anything in the RAF. I had decided I was going to sign up to become a pilot in the RAF. The commitment was 18 months basic training and it was an 18-year commitment. I decided that this suited me, okay? I'll just be single. I don't need to get married. I don't need to have kids. I'll just make my life my work. At the time, that was the only logical thing that would pay me well enough and take me away from this life that at this point seemed impossible to escape from. However, at that time I had braces. So I was really late at getting braces as a kid. So I didn't get them till I was 18 and they didn't come off till I was 21, I think it was. So at this time I had braces and I wasn't actually allowed to proceed any further with my application. So I got so far and then I had a meeting with someone and they said that I actually had to wait. I couldn't take my application any further because they didn't have any orthodontists on site. So they had dentists but they didn't have orthodontists and because the basic training commitment was 18 months and I needed to see my orthodontist every couple of months. So they said wait until you get your braces off and then you can come back. So I bided my time. And during this time my mum got us out of that accommodation she realised that again it had to be down to her. She couldn't wait any longer. She didn't want us continuing to grow up in in that kind of homeless accommodation. So she managed to get us into a private rented flat. This was again, it was a three bedroom flat. My mum allowed me to make the living room into my bedroom so that me and my two little sisters and my mum could all have a room each. My brother was very much staying between different places at this time and different friends' houses. 
but I had this room that was all of my own. So did my sister, so did my mum. The rooms were tiny, so the fact that we got to have this was huge. But it also meant our kitchen had to double up as our living room. I kept working at this time and I started to save money. I started to go to the gym. I was really prioritising my health ready for joining the RAF. So this is when I started to really get some order about my life, I guess. I started to realise that I could work and I could save. And I made that bedroom this little like haven. I made it beautiful. I spent money on furniture. I was just working, 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 going to the gym. I was still going out, but not as much. Then at 20, still with my braces on, I met my husband on a drunken Wednesday evening and my life changed in an instant. And some of you guys know the story of how I met my husband. It doesn't make sense that we are together, yet here we are over 12 years later. That's a story that I'll maybe save for another time. But fast forward eight years later, and we were married by that point with our four incredible children. I had found a new career as a special effects makeup artist. So I had went back to college, I had studied makeup artistry, I had started getting jobs in TV and movies. We had a really nice house and a lovely area. I had a successful mum blog on social media. I was living a life that I never thought was possible for me. So why was I not fulfilled? I had the hallmark movie life that everyone says that you should want. I was married, I had a nice house, I had incredible kids, we were going on family holidays once a year, I had a good job, but I was working 14 hours a day. If anybody knows the film industry, it is brutal. (laughs) The days are long, it is just, you're normally, especially if you're working on movies, you're out in the freezing cold, it's really, really grueling days and it was taking me away from my children. My autistic son was struggling at school and in the system. So my eldest, who is nine now, almost 10, he is the only one of our children that has actually been in the school system. So he was at nursery, struggled at nursery, went to school. That is when the school decided that they would give him one-to-one support to see if that would help and really encouraged us to get him tested for autism, which we did. He was really struggling in there. Now, again, some of you know that we actually home educate all our kids now and it started from this point of him not not getting on well at school. And actually now it seems normal that of course not all children are going to get on at school because what I see all the time in life is that not everybody is meant for the way the system is set up, the way society is set up. At the time, me and my husband were hardly seeing each other So we were literally just, there was at points where we'd text each other to inform each other like what was happening. So it'd be like, okay, I'm coming home at this time. This kid needs like this thing because it would save us time. We didn't have time to actually chat between each other. And my health condition was taking over my life. So I've got something called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome and it was really, really getting to me. In fact, at the time I was on massive amount of painkillers for it as well. And quite frankly, I was just bored. I was bored of waking up every single day to live the same day again and again and again, looking at the same four walls in a house, going out to work and work. I love my work, but it was just, 
it just felt so heavy and everything just felt so repetitive. So we gave everything up. Everything. My job on the movies. I was also um, at this point doing lecturing at college. So teaching students how to become makeup artists. I gave up my role as a college lecturer. I gave up the uni degree that I was studying at the time. We gave up my son's school, our home, our belongings, our savings pot. We gave everything up. We packed up the car and the kids and we went travelling and started truly living. This was a point in my life where everything changed. A point where everything that we had been striving for, everything that we had been working for, all the nice things that we had in our house that we had worked hard to be able to afford, we just gave up. We had everything we needed, which was the two of us, our four children, a way to travel and a bag each. We were starting to wake up when we wanted to, right? No more alarms, We were choosing what we wanted to do that day. We weren't tied to someone else's schedule. We were really starting to see the world, emerging ourselves in life. Seeing my children when like you walk around a corner to the Eiffel Tower and seeing their eyes just open up in wonder and delight. It was the best feeling in the world, exploring new places. My eyes had truly been open. I started to look into alternative therapies at this time for my health. Like everything around this time was, okay, let's look at the alternatives. So let's look at how can we live differently, but more in alignment with what feels good rather than what we're told to do. And I'd done this for my health as well. I was looking at alternative therapies because the painkillers that I had been given for years that actually weren't making much difference had caused holes in my stomach and I actually couldn't take any oral pain medication anymore. So I had this chronic health condition where I was in pain every single day and the things that they had given me to try and help had made me worse. So I was looking at alternative therapies for health and I was also looking at alternative ways of living and schooling and I was finding out all these things unschooling, radical unschooling, all these different um, alternative therapies for health, all these holistic approaches for things. I became hooked. I fell down the personal development hole and I've never wanted to get back out again. I started binge watching lots of different series. I came across a guy, you may know him, Gary Vaynerchuk, and he really speaks about being an entrepreneur and running your own business and marketing online. That's something that I've always loved from having my mum blog and helping friends start and grow their mum blogs and learn how to monetize as well. I've always had that entrepreneurial edge in me. Going back to even when I was eight years old and me and my best friend at the time started a car washing company. We were horrific at it, but we were good at marketing. I was watching shows like Tony Robbins on Netflix and shows such as Heal. And I started looking at all the different possibilities, all these different learnings, these new ways of living. I had always felt these things. I had always felt there was this other way, but actually I knew nothing about any of this. My eyes were well and truly open and I was just taking it all in with a curiosity mind. And luckily my husband was up for all this as well. 
we came back to the UK just as COVID hit. So COVID hit, we couldn't travel. And this is when I really started diving into coaching. So my friends had always joked for years that I should be a life coach. Because even though I was living that sort of traditional life, we'd always done certain things a little bit different. And then even that sort of year traveling and exploring all these different approaches and really living with a happiness first approach. Everyone was like, Hayley, you should be a life coach. So it had been in my awareness for a few years, but I hadn't really given it much attention before. But now we had time. We were in COVID. We had time in abundance. When we were traveling, we used all our savings up. So when we came back, we were living in a tiny three bedroom flat which when you've got six of you and two kids with additional needs, that can be a little bit of, we were very much on top of each other. And the opportunity to train as a life coach came up and the investment was really scary. It was an amount that I didn't have. I remember I called up my mum, who also didn't have that kind of money, but I asked her if I could borrow her credit card to use to pay for the course. She agreed And I signed up for the monthly payment plan from her card. And I vowed her to pay her back plus the interest within six months. And that's something I've always done. I've always tried to not let money be a barrier. I've always looked at who could I ask for help or how could I find a way that this is going to support me? But then always stay in integrity with paying it back. So when I make a decision to do something, I will always follow it through. So if I say like, I am going to pay this back, I am 100% going to find a way to make that happen. Then another opportunity came up for another coaching course. I just knew that I had to learn as much as possible. So I asked for the extended payment options and I signed up to that as well. I am someone that doesn't do things by half. I remember in my first training course as a coach, the very first one, we needed to have two case study clients to practice with. And I had 10. I was like, no, if I'm doing this, I want to learn to become the best at it. I don't do things by the bare minimum. I am like, give me it all and let me show myself how much I can do this. I put 110% into everything. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But then I know that I have given it my all. And I remember at the start of the, really starting my coaching business, I asked my husband and my children. So my kids, my eldest is nine now. So he's nine now, then seven, then five, then four. So Um, This has gone back, obviously, sort of two years ago. So my kids were were young, right? Well, yeah, 18 months to two years ago. And I had a conversation with them as well as my husband because they are still very much part of my family and part of the family conversations that happen. We are not a family that has a hierarchy system. It's not we're your parents, so we're going to tell you. We bring the children into every important conversation. So I spoke to my husband and I spoke to my children and I asked them to give me one year. I said, give me one year, one year to make this a success. One year of us cutting back on spending on everything, right? One year, like saying to the kids, birthdays might not be that big. Just for one year, birthdays might not be that big. I can't take you to all these places, We won't go on holiday this year. There won't be all these extracurricular activities. 
I said to my husband as well, like, we need to cut back things on, like, food shopping, spending, unless it's necessary, we need to cut back. Give me one year, one year of me giving up my time and working as much as I needed to to make this a success. I said to my kids, mum might not be around as much over this next year, but I promise you, if you give me this time and agree to let me have this time, I will make it's successful. I will make it work and you will have mummy all the time. I said to my husband, one year of us not having time at night anymore. One year I'll be working all day and all night if I need to make this a success. I said, give me one year and I would make this business wildly successful. And I did. In the first year of my coaching business, I scaled that business, brand new business to a multi six figure year. I had never created a multi six figure year before in my life. I had never even heard of six figure years, multi six figure years. They didn't belong in conversations that I was a part of. And I paid back every single investment. And I even invested another 100,000 in deeper learnings and business trainings. I put back into the business I brought it all together, all of my life experience, my 12 years experience running and marketing my own business, right? Being self-employed as a special effects makeup artist, my five years social media experience, having a successful mum blog and helping others grow, scale and monetize their mum blogs. Even my uni trainings, I was studying at university in further education, higher further education. So I took all that teaching experience, everything that I learned about how different people learn and their learning styles, about how to teach and how to train people, all my personal development work. So all the work that I had done on myself and the courses that I'd started investing in, the programs I'd been watching, the books I'd been reading, and then the five coaching modalities I'd trained in. Because after those first two coach trainings, I'd done another three In that first year, I became trained in five different coaching modalities and I was bringing it all together. All the business learnings I had taken on, all compacted, as well as all the investment I had made in myself and business coaches that I had learned from. It all came together to form what you now see today. I served hundreds of people in my containers and thousands more online and it's continued to scale from one success to the other. I'm now at a place where I make 100,000 months. Months. Like, that still blows my mind. We live in our dream house. I manifested this home. I do have a video of it somewhere, but that is maybe something I'll make into a podcast episode at one point as well. It is an insane story. I only have to work three to four days per week now. So I said to my husband and my kids, give me a year. After between the first three to six months, I was able to cut back a lot more and then a lot more and a lot more. And I'm now at a point where I only have to work three to four days per week. I only do two calls, uh, two days per week when I'm doing calls. I've got people that help me in my business. I've got team members now. We enjoy the most incredible family adventures And more importantly, I am able to help so many other people change their lives and create businesses of their dreams. I've got two main taglines in my business. One is to live for a living. 
So we get taught in society to work for a living. What do you want to do for work? Whereas something that I always had as a saying for my children and then it's came into my business is rather than what do you want to do for work or, or let's get you working for a living, it's let's get you living for a living and then finding out a way to get paid for that. So what are you passionate about? What do you love to do? And then let's develop that into a business. And then the next thing is I want to get more money into the hands of more women. Now, this isn't to say that I don't support men in becoming successful coaches as well, because of course I am so here for that, but there's an extra deeper passion for really helping women start and scale their businesses and become absolutely financially abundant and abundant in happiness as well. I truly believe that each single person has it within them to create a life of their dreams. I think it all just starts with a decision and then a commitment to see that through no matter what. And that's why I started the Certified Neurogetics Coaching Academy because there are so many people out there who are tired of trying to fake happiness. They're living their mundane lives, the lives that they were taught to want, the lives that they were taught to strive for. Because there are people out there who have so, so much to give. Because it doesn't matter your background. You can become wildly abundant in every area of your life. It is something that I am so passionate about. I know that we are all born with some amount of privilege. Like, I am white and born in the UK. I understand how much privilege that gives me. I understand that there are people that have life or had life a lot easier than me but I also understand that I had life a lot better or easier than some other people right so we can always look at our circumstances and take that on board of how that influences our life however we each have an an opportunity to make a decision that we are not going to be a victim of our circumstances and we are going to take charge of our life and create our best life for us, right? For us and for everybody that we influence or everybody that we care for as well. We get to give back. So the reason I was able to scale so quickly my business is because of the work that i done on myself. i done that first. And that is really, for me, it was when I was traveling, but it was that point of that's where that decision came in, that there is more to life and I'm going to do what it takes to get that. I lived and breathed what I taught. I really embody everything. There's nothing that I will encourage my clients to do or reflect on or ask them questions that I wouldn't ask myself first. I am living, breathing everything that I teach. Decision, commitment, momentum, showing up and doing the work, the fusion of masculine and feminine energy together. I lived and breathed what I taught and because how quickly I was able to get clients results using the exact methods that I teach, right? The exact methods I teach others to become coaches on. It's those results that got me clients coming back again and again and again. It was those results that got me referrals, People excited to share me with the world. People excited to come into my world and stay in my world. I'm very results focused. But it comes from a place of this deep belief that I know that the people that come into my world are ready to change. Everybody has an opportunity to commit to themselves, to commit to creating the life that they desire and deserve. Everybody has an opportunity to truly positively impact the world, to create ripples in the world. 
I always say that every one of us can change the world by just positively impacting one person at a time. It's something I will continue to do. And for the foreseeable future, I will absolutely be continuing to share more about strategies and energetics and mindset of being a coach, of being an entrepreneur, of being a mother in this space, and more importantly, of being a person who is committed to living their best life and helping others do the same. So with that, I am going to come to the end of this episode Thank you so, so much for listening. And if there's anything in this that has kind of sparked your interest, if you are a coach and you want to be able to get client better results, if you want to learn a proven framework, or if you're someone listening to this just now and it has inspired you to look at becoming a coach and really impacting other people's lives, then get in touch to see about how if you can train to become a certified neurogetics coach and really help impact other people's lives as well. There will be more episodes dropping soon and every single Wednesday there will be a new episode so watch out for that. Thank you again for listening and I am so excited to share my story with you all. That was the Sigma Femme podcast with Hayley Forbes. To find out how Hayley can help you step into the next level of you and scale your business more than you ever thought possible, visit HayleyForbesCoaching.com. That's Hayley Forbes Coaching dot com